0: Welcome, one and all to umami manga i'm one of your hosts Petter and with me i got my co-host james yeah hello and today we're talking about volume 18 of the kaguya sama love is war manga we are finally sort of caught up to as many volumes as are out right now except i think today's as of us recording is the day that volume 19 is released at least you know the english release of it
1: yep Amazon's gonna be dropping off that volume nineteen any second now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you and you're lucky that you you live in America. For me in Sweden, it usually takes like an extra month for us to get the volumes, and it's never like don't we usually don't have like an exact release date for it. So Mm -hmm. I just had to kind of estimate like it's usually a week or a month plus a week or or so uh, of wait uh, between there. Uh, But anyway, basically we're we're more, more or less caught up now to where. The story is at least in the English physical volumes, which is uh, awesome. And uh, yeah, let's let's dig into this volume, I guess. Let's start by talking about Kaguya Shinomiya. In the first chapter, we learned about her method of kind of testing uh, if she can trust people, her, her mm. friendship test, which I thought was, mm-hmm. well, it, it made sense with her character. And it, it was interesting to kind of get that detail on that. Uh, I think we might talk a little bit about it on some of the other characters that she has tested kind of throughout the years uh, later when we talk about those characters specifically okay but uh but just one thing kind of without going too much into depth that i wanted to talk about here regarding that test of hers was that we learn at the end of that chapter that maki chika nagisa and you have passed the test uh first of all really nice to see that maki passed the test which means she thinks of maki as a friend which Mm -hmm. we we kind of basically speculated on that we basically said that last time when we talked about the previous volume uh, yeah. that, that it seems like she has you know you, you know she she seems to think well of Maki uh all things considered so but it, it was nice to kind of get that confirmation here uh however one one thing that I was kind of a little bit baffled by was that uh, we also learned that Miko, Miyuki and I haven't been tested yet Miko I can understand but Miyuki and I I I, I would have felt like either she would have already tested them both by now or they would have passed without having done the test like like you did like cuz she'd never actually tested you but she kind of deemed him worthy anyway. I feel like Miyuki and I would have at least been in that boat, right? Or what do you think?
1: Um so m- with Miyuki, I felt like it was more because she didn't quite understand her relationship with him for the longest time and yeah. Or I guess I-, I don't know. I didn't I didn't feel like she was she had had a need to test him because she saw how kind he was the whole entire time. So that that one didn't really surprise me, per se.
0: Right, but he, like, I feel like he would be the same as you. Because like, it was also explained that you hadn't actually been tested, but he was still put in that mm-hmm. group because, well, I, I feel like Miyuki should be the same, right? Isn't that kind of strange?
1: Yeah, when you put it in that context, yeah, it is a little strange because... You're right. Ishigami wasn't put under the same kind of test that the other two, I imagine were. Chika yeah, cuz it Kashiwagi and Maki.
0: Right, cuz it says like that Yu Ishigami he passed uh, judging from his behavior. Mhm. So I feel like Miyuki would be the same cuz Miyuki like she's even said like Miyuki changed her life like straight up because of the way because of how kind and genuine he is. Maybe I'm thinking way too much into this. Maybe <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I was just a little bit baffled.
1: Yeah, that that's a good point. You know, why wouldn't she just put yes? Because I mean, they're dating at this point. So surely she should right. consider him a friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. That's I, didn't, I actually didn't think about it too much.
0: Right. I, though, do you have anything to I, say about I I? I?
1: I was, yeah, I was a little, well, I was just a little surprised by that.
0: Hmm.
1: I guess since she uses I to test people, I guess it'd be hard to do that with her, so maybe that's the logic mm. behind it. Um, maybe. But I, I still thought it was odd that she couldn't consider, I herself, a a friend, or right. or at least at least trustworthy, at this point.
0: That is, yeah, I think that is very strange. <laughs> oh well.
1: May but maybe maybe she. Miyuki and I are the two exceptions to this whole test thing, I, I guess. I guess you could even say Ishigami is an exception because it was just mm. based on his character, right? But yeah, maybe those two are just exceptions to it because she's one so close to I Haisaka, but and also, I, I guess you could say now she's really close with Miyuki, and he's she yeah, he's changed her life in that way,
0: right? And something that I actually just kind of thought of is maybe she thinks of both of them as more than friends in a sense. Okay. Well, obviously obviously Miyuki since I mean they're lovers at this point. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking with Hayasaka, they kind of ha- really they they have this sisterly bond mm-hmm. which in a sense make make them family, which in in depending on how you view it is more than friends in in, in some Totally. on some yeah. level. So I agree. They kind of have so that maybe, sisterly maybe bond. Maybe that work, maybe it works that way.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know if I don't know if it will be brought up again. Mm. Like you know, she will test them in some way. Which I don't know how how I feel about that. Maybe it'd be more comedic than serious. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But at this point, I I feel like they've earned her trust, right, uh, <laughs> in some way. But maybe. But but again, maybe that's maybe she's breaking out from that not having to put that put people under that test anymore
0: who knows exactly yeah because in that chapter she did seem to maybe question that a little bit like like what if i wasn't so distrustful of people like Mm -hmm. uh or something along those lines like she kind of had those thoughts so maybe that's some kind of character development that she has in front of her
1: maybe uh so my thoughts on all this i I mean, I think it's smart based on her family's background and how people kind of treat her family and at least at least in uh, in the in the school setting with all the rumors and stuff like that. So I understand why she was doing it, but it's it's so sad that she'd have to do it and, you know, cut yeah. ties with people who did spread the gossip. I mean, look, I don't like gossip. I don't, not many people, I think <laughs> At least say they like gossip you know uh, <laughs> yeah. so I, I understand why she'd want to you know nip that at the bub but mm. it, it's still sad that she had has to burn bridges that way because just of her family mm-hmm. situation definitely well al- along those lines I was so scared mm. to, uh, to find out who told the rumor like because ah. I, I I had I really had no idea that how Ona found out so I was just kind of, you know, worried that someone did break that trust. It was like, no, no, I can't. No, this can't be. Don't right? let this happen. <laughs> and then and then it turned out just to be herself, you know, <laughs> which I had no idea that 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 one gag thing would be come back right, right in another in another chapter, which is hilarious. That uh, is great. <laughs> I mean, I, I think as the same with a lot of great uh, authors and, and mangaka. It's mm. the ability to go back to things they they either hint at or just briefly mention and then bring that back up in the story. You, mm. you got to appreciate that and Akasaka does a good job with that, clearly.
0: For sure, for sure. I love that. <laughs> Something I, was, I, I thought was interesting and maybe a little bit cryptic, depending on how you look at it, perhaps, mm-hmm. was that at the beginning of one of the chapters, I think it was after the volleyball chapter she has an injured hand her right hand is injured. yes and so my initial thought on that was maybe when she was training you she was just pushing herself as well really hard and that maybe she got injured Mm -hmm. from the volleyball playing that that would be like the kind of less serious interpretation i guess Mm -hmm. um but there's other, also like other possibilities like what if she's they maybe they hit her at home or oh my or or, or 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 something entirely different i i don't know it just i feel like it could be a lot of different things that i mean it could be the first hint of something very serious yeah
1: not not sure i i, I mean i hope not that would that would be very very sad i mean storytelling yeah. but still
0: Right I mean 30%. just based on really like the last chapter of this volume where we got to see one of her older brothers like mm-hmm. that was so menacing and i oh, I just gosh. I feel like a lot of darkness can come from that place and mm-hmm. some pretty heavy stuff I'm sure, yeah, so yeah that injury i I do wonder what what that is i'm like if we'd never get an explanation for it i'm gonna I'm going to assume that it was from playing uh, volleyball mm-hmm. But I do hope that is something else because I do think it could be an interesting kind of build up to something, maybe serious.
1: Mm-hmm. You you bring a good point because showing that and then just kind of letting it fall off with you know without ever acknowledging it is a little odd. Right. So maybe it's not the volleyball thing because that's what I thought too. I thought maybe it was a parallel to Chica and all all her bandaged you know hilariousness uh. when she was watching Miyuki and she's like I raised that boy. Oh, right. Still one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. So good. Um, uh huh But so that kind of parallels Kaguya's hand as she trained uh Ishigami, uh, clearly not as uh, incompetent, but she worked she worked just as hard. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. But they don't even really talk about it. I Here, I'm going to just quickly turn to that cuz I want to see if
0: you know, I I think she just covers it up with her other other hand and neither of them say anything. You notices it though, but it's like nothing mm-hmm. is said about it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It is it is rather odd. But they never but you know, it's like never shown later on either
0: though. I, exactly. So it's like
1: if it is a serious injury, you think it'd still be around.
0: I mean, it doesn't have to be necessarily a super serious injury. Um like if it is some kind of domestic violence, like that's even if it doesn't cause any super serious physical harm, it's still a super serious thing. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean towards the volleyball thing still. <laughs> um, just because it still connects to that. But that's that's true. I'll keep it in the back of my mind that maybe there could be more to it.
0: Yeah yeah same for sure so yeah um i don't have anything more on Kaguya specifically do you have anything more
1: her tongue is amazingly skillful
0: <laughs> it is but
1: but we already knew that
0: <laughs> or, or at least miyuki did right exa- exactly he he should have first hand experience or first <laughs>
1: mouth tongue experience anyway
0: yeah. and of course she's good at it. she's good at everything
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, I like how Kagia's advice is what she wants in a date. It just, just, or at least in general, I think her advice is basically she's thinking from her own mindset usually. Hmm. But when you go when you go into that one chapter where, you know, I think it's that very same chapter with the bandaged hand. Yeah. You get the perspective of Hayasaka and Kagia on hearing Miyu, not uh, Ishigami's date ideas, and Kagia. You see her point of view and she gives her advice or what she thinks and you know, oh that's creepy, don't do that. Mm-hmm. But I think again, Akasaka does a, a good job of giving different perspectives and not not making Kaguya's the the only correct way to the, to view it. Because oh, yeah. let's mm-hmm. let's take that fashion date, for example. Kaguya thinks that's creepy or that's weird. Like, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm uh you're trying too hard. But Ayasaka on the other hand is like, oh my gosh, that sounds great. I could be right? like a princess. Exactly. You know, and <laughs> so I it, so I guess it's just it's interesting to understand that not all of Ishigami's ideas are necessarily terrible. It's just the person he's shooting these ideas off to yeah. has a certain taste. And that taste is not for the extravagant it's just normal things. And she keeps bringing that up. Just just do it normally. It just comes with naturally. Don't right. force things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that was good advice. And, and it, I mean, it was funny as well because, I mean, she, she said something like, if, if you think of something normal, that's probably going to be uh, like extra enough, you know, <laughs> uh, something along those lines anyway, which was funny and true, I think, uh, and, and good, good advice.
1: Well, I think the thing is, she would just want something normal. She's that's mentioned true, that in yeah. a in a previous yeah. volume where mm. she doesn't want all that doesn't or doesn't need all that extravagant stuff. She just wants normal relationship, normal things. What she sees on TV, which is not normal, but well, yeah. in her mind it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I, so I, you could kind of see her own projection coming out in the advice she gives. I guess yeah. that's what I was trying to say.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely like that too.
1: But I think you're. I think you're right as well she did give him good advice because I mean the rose thing is extra like or the, the flower things like that's maybe that's a bit much
0: right I do think so <laughs> yeah. as much as you seem to really like the yeah. idea yeah. It's, yeah maybe not especially not for a first date <laughs> maybe for like a 10-year anniversary date <laughs> or something like that but no yeah yeah Um yeah uh, anything more on Kaguya though I think that's it gotcha. Uh and I was thinking actually with this volume uh let's go with all the ladies first or at least the the oh. prominent ones. So let's take Ai Hayasaka next. She because I I do think her role was building th- like throughout this volume and mm-hmm.
1: especially towards the end,
0: especially towards the end or the la- the latter half. Definitely, right, exactly. Um and I have a feeling that in the next book, I mean yeah, she is on the cover art on the next book. Uh but Mm -hmm. we've also already kind of established that just like, I guess that the cover art doesn't necessarily indicate what's inside the book. Um, (laughs) But I I still, I do think that she will play um, a big role in the next book um, just based on how the story has been moving in this one. No doubt. And, uh, and you know, we, we get to see more about kind of how her frustration with Kaguya has been growing and just how kind of, and her longing for her own time to find romance and, that kind of stuff you know she has this ideal dream date planned out for whenever <laughs> she gets the chance to go on one and which was super sweet super unrealistic apparently but still very sweet
1: <laughs>
0: i mean hey you got you gotta
1: lay it gotta lay it down you gotta keep it to a straight you know it's yeah you can't you can't get from there today there in a reasonable amount of time come on mm-hmm. yokohama is a big place anyway yeah uh no, I mean I. think it's it's cute that she, I mean, although she she doesn't want to admit it, she fantasizes about you know these dating situations. Mm. Um, I mean, I think it's interesting to compare her to Kaguya in that she was always planning out uh, ways to get Miyuki to confess to her. So I don't know. I don't understand how that's any different than Hayasaka. You know, maybe planning out a romantic date. You know, I I think oh, they're yeah. both just people who like to plan things out thoroughly.
0: Absolutely, definitely.
1: For their own enjoyment as well. Yeah. So for me, the biggest thing that I took away from Hayasaka is, just how I don't know, lack of a better word, terrible her her life is, mm-hmm. or or or, or jam packed and 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 not healthy, in my opinion, especially for yeah. a seventeen year
0: old. No, um, for anyone like. It, it's even well, yeah. stated i think that what she does like the work she's put to do isn't legal
1: well you, you know underage <laughs> right. reasons right she's not even an adult and she's doing all this exactly <laughs> um yeah so it's it's not surprising that the stress of work may be getting to her a lot mm-hmm. um but you know this whole time, I always thought Kaguya just had it terrible, had had it bad with her family situation, and she does. I don't mean to <laughs> demean anything that is happening to her at all. Obviously, the Shinomiya family are terrible people, but
0: hmm.
1: I I never realized how bad Hayasaka has it in in her service to Kaguya. Right. So it's 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 interesting. It's almost it's like should I be feeling more terror or should i be feeling empathy more for (laughs) hayasaka or Kagea? like i
0: I mean i don't think you necessarily have to compare it i mean because they're both in such terrible situations really like with their lives uh Mm because you know the, the chapter where we got to like to really see what her her you know day working was like and and then, you know, after after it had gone like one lap around the cycle and it started anew again the next morning and we see, you know, as, as she's getting ready for the day, she slowly starts crying in front of the mirror. Oh, that that hit me so hard because uh, it's just at this at that point, you knew, you, you know, by then, like just how hard she works and that she does this like does she does you work like this every single day? I mean, obviously she, she doesn't go to school every day, but mm-hmm. uh, it's possible that she still has all of the house routines every single day. It's insane. Back in volume 11, uh, it was at least indicated that she started working a bit less, like le- fewer hours mm-hmm. after the, the whole rap thing. And it, if this is how much she works now, I, I don't even want to imagine how much you worked before that, you know, before volume 11. Yeah. If that was even more then, you know, potentially.
1: You know, I wonder about it. I don't know how clear it is because yeah. Kage even mentions that, uh, you know, when they're on the train that she'll get more workers to help lighten the loads or like she was like working on it or something. Like, it's almost as if she wasn't able to comply with that demand yet. So maybe, I, I don't know. I, I'm unsure. Right, yeah, um, it's it's hard to know exactly. Yeah. But I will say that there is a line in there that makes me think Hayasaka found a bit of fulfillment in the job she was doing. Uh, but, I mean, they also say it's because she was bred for this.
0: Right. Like, in a way, she's been brainwashed, really. Like, she. Yeah. this is what she knows. Like, she... Yeah, and, and because of that, and since, since she's still a child and she's been raised to do this, she doesn't question uh, it as, as easily. But maybe, hopefully, she's able to maybe start to question it now. But but it is hard. So
1: when I first read
0: this chapter and, and
1: the subsequent ones after, I, I did think that kinda was breaking down because of stress. And she was trying to get away. But then we had that final page with the uh, Shinomiya brother just looking so menacing and, and just like a scumbag. Yeah. It, it made me think. And then I put that at the back of my mind and you know, a week or two passed. And then I read the chat I think again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and there's a line in here that makes me wonder if there's a different reason why she's crying. So... She says, and every day for the 10 plus years that she has been Kage's personal assistant, she has felt her guilt would crush her at any moment. Now, I... Right. So I I totally see being stressed out by this routine. However, why would guilt be the thing that's crushing her? Wouldn't it be stress or overwork or something like that? Mm hmm So I was, okay, what could she be guilt... What could she be feeling guilt? Guilt that she's... Not really enjoying herself she's pretending to enjoy herself guilt that she's not her real self or is it guilt about it one of her duties which is the last duty is I'm reading it from the manga her last duty is to call the main family and report in detail on what kage shinobia did and, and said right. that day mm. now I, I, another so that's another thing when I first read I didn't think too much about it but the second read through, because I was looking for something that would make her feel guilt, maybe there's something there. Maybe she, she feels bad for having shared a lot of Kaya's secrets to the main family. Or maybe maybe has something to do with the, bro- uh, the this this nasty brother who's manipulating her or hmm. trying to get her in some way. I, I don't know. Do you have any
0: thoughts? I was just... Mostly just kind of confused by that, um, but I really like your idea of that guilt coming from her, kind of regretting having well spilled all of Kaguya's details with the rest of the family or the head of the family or whoever she exactly reported to. Oh my it to. gosh,
1: yes, because she hasn't had the <sighs> test yet. She hasn't taken the 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 friendship test, the trust test that Kaguya has. Oh. That's why that's important. She's stealing all the secrets to the family, so that's going to be a big thing in their uh, development oof. in their in their relationship. I think.
0: Yeah. Oh my I, god.
1: I think I think that's it.
0: I yeah. I think that's very likely too. <laughs> Damn. Oh, oof. it could be really dramatic between these two characters. Like if mm-hmm. this all comes out, and like especially if these if this information that she gives to the head of the family is stuff that affects Kage in a bad way, like the fact that they know those sorts of things.
1: Yeah. Like, for for all we know, the Shinobi family could be very much aware that she's now dating Shirogane.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I was actually also thinking alternatively, and this okay. is maybe a more a more optimistic way to view mm. it, although I, I like this pessimistic way that we just talked about because <laughs> it it makes things exciting, but a more optimistic way to view it is that kind of the opposite, is that She feels like she's not doing her job well enough and feeling regret over that because she doesn't report all of the details. She holds some things as as a secret from the head of the family, thus protecting Kaguya. That would be nice. That that would be nicer, but maybe (sighs) not as exciting.
1: Yeah. You know, I would feel bad if she was feeling guilt over that it's like no you're doing the right thing
0: <laughs> true true but at the same time i think it could make sense based on you know as we talked about earlier like she is more in, in a sense brainwashed kind of mm-hmm. and or at least she has been raised in this way and so i mean i know it you know it can be hard to break free from from things that you're raised with you know
1: yeah totally yeah so so i guess some interesting speculation there yeah but the speculation doesn't end because there was an E- email from her mother telling her that, that she was gonna talk to the mm. head of the head of the family or, or something like that
0: yeah she, yeah on the on the school trip when they were gonna be in Kyoto anyway she wanted right. her to visit
1: so is Hayasaka's reasoning or reason for leaving Kaguya because she says oh I I am gonna stop being your assistant you know I'm gonna go explore the world or just be my own person is it her lying to Kagi about actually what's going to happen is she is she just going to run away somehow um because either way the 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 brother at the end seems very excited about or or at least he's not going to let hayasaka get away from him yeah. um, at least that's what it sounds like
0: so exactly yeah yeah it's 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 really hard to say uh, at first, when when we only got that text or, you know, when she got that text from her mother, I, you know, based on how that was put, um, like, based on how it was written, I didn't think she was going to stop working at, at for, for the Shinomiya house entirely because mm-hmm. uh, it, it said something like uh, she was only going to... It seemed like she was only quitting her job as Kaguya's personal assistant. Thus, maybe she would keep... Her other duties at at the house, yeah. But it seems like later on in the in, in this book, it seemed more like she was probably gonna quit altogether, uh, because mm-hmm. obviously if she if she's gonna travel the world and stuff, she wouldn't be able to be at the house, obviously. Uh, right. So yeah, it does seem it does seem like she's gonna try to quit altogether.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's escape. I think it's to get away from the Shinomiya family and having to report on what Kanye mm-hmm. is doing.
0: Yeah, I, I, I really do like that possibility. Um, and I'm super excited for volume 19 because I, I really do think that we're going to get uh, some good focus on her then. Because it's pretty safe to say, you know, the confrontation at the uh, Shinomiya Kyoto Estates will happen mm-hmm. in the next book. Because yeah. it's, it's going to have to happen during the, the the school trip. And I don't think the school trip is going to last the whole next volume. I mean, I think I think it's going to end at some point next volume, I, yeah. I guess, um, since it's already started in this one. So, yeah, some stuff is going to go down, and I'm super excited for it.
1: I just want to punch Unio in the face. Just
0: yeah, right.
1: Just right in the face. He just has a uh, punchable face.
0: Yeah, a very ugly face. <laughs> I, I, I love, like, and, and this isn't unique to Akasaka exactly, but... Uh I like I know other mangaka or anime like character designers do it too. Uh like they they draw these really evil characters with really ugly faces and I, I love I love that like kind of thing. Just <laughs> it's cool. Um it really it makes it e- much easier to, to hate them.
1: <laughs> yeah. I hope it's I hope he's not doing anything to Hayasaka that, you know, is abusive or anything like I mean I the Mm. whole thing is already abused to begin with but I hope it's not anything further than that yeah but
0: yeah anything more than I
1: just that Miyuki is able to see through Hayasaka's lie uh I guess finally or like she he's able to connect the dots Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: um I guess we'll see where that leads I'm sure that will be beneficial to Hayasaka in some way
0: definitely absolutely so, next up, let's talk about my girl, Miko Ino. I've really only taken notes for her for one specific scene, and I'm sure you know which one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's the one where she's crying in, in the student council chambers. Where, at first, when when Miyuki came into the room and we see her crying there, my initial reaction was that, oh, she's crying because she just saw you and Tsubame making plans for the, their date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that was initially where my brain went. And I, I think probably for most people that was where where their brain went Mm -hmm. um but then we learned that the secret report had been taken off of its shelf and then you know along with Miyuki I'm sure most readers me included think that okay she just read the report and she's crying because she just learned of Yuu's tragic past or and and the rumors and all that Mm -hmm. and I think both of those reasons for her crying would have been interesting reasons um or kind of would have been, well, I, I I was excited to maybe get some development from her mm-hmm. in that chapter. Uh, of course, at the end it was, you know, played as a joke, you know, with the the wireless earbuds and all that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I guess I was a little bit disappointed in, in that in that fake out uh, because I was so ready for some actual like character development kind of. Right.
1: Now you know how I feel as a Chica fanboy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That is so true. <laughs>
1: no. Uh, I actually, uh, I, I found a little positive or at least an interesting twist to this because this is another instance of me finding something when I reread it. Mm-hmm. She's listening to the heartbeat and, you know, feeling like she's in the womb, like she says. Yeah. She does that because she's depressed. Yes. Now, she doesn't look depressed when she's talking to Miyuki. She's like, oh, you should try it. It's great. But she was doing it for a reason mm-hmm. before Miyuki came in. And obviously, we don't understand that reason. But I think... Now, it could it could be because she saw Tsubame and, and, and Ishigami. I, I don't think she's at that point where she'd be broken to tears and seeing them together. I don't think she's quite gone to the point where she's that um, into Ishigami yet, but I think it's more that the, that report, she saw it. And I think it, we know oh. that Ko, Kobachi is the one that has it at the end, right? But <clears throat> how does she get it? She had to go into the student council room at some Ooh. point. And who was with Kobachi when Tsubame, or when, when Ishigami was asking out Tsubame, or was, they were working on their date. Right. Miko, they were together. So at one point they and Miyuki wasn't too far away either. So at one point they both went into the student council room and then Kobachi left with the notebook, I think. That's my theory hmm. and I and I think she may have saw it then.
0: Like um, they may have looked at it together or well actually Miko would potentially. have probably. Called... Yeah, I, I'm really curious there because in previous discussions we've talked about that we thought it made sense for Miko to have known about the rumors all along or like or the, uh-huh. the truth behind the rumors Right. and i still really kind of like that idea mm-hmm. um, but if this is true which i'm not saying it is i'm not saying it's not um but if this well, is true well there's more to it oh 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 sorry then go ahead <laughs>
1: right so it, i think you are right that miko has some sort of knowledge of what happened before and you know who knows how long it will take for us to find out what that is. But <laughs> it could be they had a discussion with each other in the room, uh, Kobachi and, and Miko, about showing that file to Tsubame. And mm. maybe Miko was having a kind of a conflict within herself on does she want Tsubame to be with you or she, does she want Ishigami to be with Tsubame? And I think mm. maybe that maybe there was some confrontation there about why Kobachi had to show Tsubame the notebook, or at least why she felt she had to.
0: Right. So,
1: I don't know. I mean, may, maybe I'm le- reading too much into it. Uh, maybe she was just depressed about she didn't get enough to eat that day.
0: I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Like, no, I, I, I actually, I really like this speculation. Uh, my idea before our discussion here was that it was basically the, w- what my initial reaction was when, when I first saw her crying, was that she was sad because, you know, she, she is starting to kind of see that you and Tsubame's relationship is getting a little closer to something real. Mm-hmm. And, and that, like... However, I really like your idea here, too. Um, so I think they're... I mean, and, and they're both similar in a sense. It's just, I guess, yours is a bit more elaborate. Uh, but they're both really that she's crying because, well, she she doesn't want you to be with somebody else. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, like at, at at the core of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I, I could legitimately see your idea like getting a little bit of a, a flashback and actually like that that whole thing plays out the way you said it. <laughs> I, I could I could imagine that. Um, I think
1: it'd be very interesting, um, uh-huh. and it would probably help us understand both Miko and kobachi's mindset regarding ishigami so that that'd mm-hmm. be nice um, yeah, but we'll see if we if we get that or is that just a loose thread it It could be addressed in volume twenty where nineteen becomes you know like the school trip volume. And then 20 is, wh- this is what happened when they were on the, when everyone else was on the school trip, <laughs> you
0: know? Exactly. Yeah. I was also thinking that we, we, we got to get some, you know, got to, got to see what's happening at the school when the others are away. <laughs> uh, I was also definitely hoping for that, <laughs> but yeah, I guess the last thing I have on Miko is that it was like, cause it, it was obvious that she was sad. I mean, she, she admitted to, you know, listening to that because she was feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, which which is where i'm a little bit kind of confused by her where cuz she's she openly admits to feeling sad to Miyuki there but as soon as she notices him she like her face and her like in her appearance she immediately kind of hides her sadness but she does still vocally or verbally kind of admit to it
1: which i don't she's not usually one to hide her emotions or she's not really able to usually right well i get i guess yeah. what it's with Ishigami maybe she is I don't know. I, yeah. I think that she got a good cry in and said some, you know, edgy poetry. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think maybe that made her feel better and that's why she was much happier. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Maybe.
1: And maybe she was like excited to share some share a, a new thing with a fellow poet, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, true,
0: true. And, and, and I mean, I guess, you know, she did also say that listening to those heartbeat sounds did help. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if, if it helps, then, yeah, I guess she does feel better after having listened to it for a while. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I still, you know, I keep getting more and more intrigued by by her and, you know, all of her kind of struggles and and the pains that she has.
1: Also her hobbies and just, I don't know, the, what kind of person she is because you see this strict and also shy side or someone who, who you know, loves to get affection and whatnot. Hmm. But in this volume, you see that A, she's a multitasker, which you know, I don't think we knew before. And well, I I'm amazed by multitaskers to be honest. Like I I can't do it.
0: Isn't it isn't it a stereotype that there are more female multitaskers than male multitaskers?
1: Wait, is that a stereotype?
0: I, I I I I actually personally I don't even think it's a stereotype. I think men are just bad at doing two things at once. Meanwhile, girls usually are better at it. I I legitimately think that's true. Huh. Uh, I could be wrong, of course. But now
1: that I think about it, I I think that that may be.
0: At it's least on average, I think it's. Yeah. Mm.
1: Well, either way, um, I, it's interesting what she can multitask with, or what she chooses to watch while she studies. with yeah. You know, VTubers and uh, streams of video games and whatnot. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I knew that there was an otaku side to her, but I didn't know she was into video games and stuff like that. So. Yeah. It It's interesting to see that that side of her. Um, you know it it makes you wonder like what what other things do i do we really not know about her
0: exactly, yeah, right?
1: when she's comfortable, she's really chill or at least at least when she when she's not like this super strict and mad person, she's really chill, <laughs> I guess again yeah. that's like a, that's like like a chihuahua when the chihuahua likes you, they're really nice,
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah, so I guess that's it on Miko, yeah. Then let's move on to your girl, Chika Fujiwara. <laughs> Woot. She is the type of person who keeps other people's secrets to herself. Mm-hmm. She doesn't spread them around. She doesn't leak them around. I thought that was super sweet.
1: Yeah. She is a loyal friend.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I guess I guess it's, it shouldn't come as a surprise necessarily uh, that she is. But it was just so nice to see, especially like... Because we, we, we know that Kaguya doesn't have a lot of friends mm-hmm uh and based on that or obviously we don't know how many times she has performed this test right uh, on, on on people but i mean i imagine she at least has you know it is still established enough to be a thing so he she must have you know tested it out on a number of people mm-hmm. and the way it seems uh obviously it's not told explicitly but it seems like chica may have been the first one to pass the test. Uh, because
1: potentially, I think
0: she has she has been kind of referred to as Kaguya's oldest friend, right? Right.
1: Well, they've been friends for at least since middle school. So, besides mm-hmm. Hayasaka, I think yeah, I think she's probably the first one to pass the test, or at least the one the the oldest friend remaining.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. So that, that that was really nice to see, and it it uh, it made me think higher of her even though as i said earlier it wasn't like super surprising to see it but it was nice to see it
1: i i think i, I agree it was nice to see it and i think some of the student councils namely ishigami i think they didn't or, or don't think too highly of chica in that they they can't trust her or whatever um and I felt like this volume was all about how much you can trust Chica. Not I mean, that wasn't the only, not even, not even the main reason. But, <laughs> but I, no. I, I meant regarding Chica, it was about how you can trust Chica. Yes. And pre, in a previous volume, Miko whispers some things to Chica, and then she immediately blur, blurts it out. But she says, if you tell oh, me yeah. not to tell anybody, I won't. But if you don't, I'm just going to blurt it out. It's because you want me to, well, you wanted me to say that. that's that's true yeah (laughs) so this is our actually seeing that if you tell me not to say anything i won't
0: Mm. and 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 i think she she can probably also like if if we take miyuki's uh like every time she has been coaching him and teaching him stuff Mm -hmm. she hasn't gone on and like that's true build all of that information to a bunch of people Um, yeah even though that that he showed her his vulnerable weak side kind of there in in all of those instances Mm -hmm. but but yeah as far as we know she has kept that to herself uh i mean sometimes she has expressed that oh like teaching him is 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 hell (laughs) but but like that's really as far as she goes uh so that that's yeah it adds up and it's very respectable
1: yeah i guess she has the ability to understand you know what things should be shared and one shouldn't be you know right <laughs> so that's a good good on her she knows how to get on miko's good side
0: <laughs> yeah yeah she really does manipulate miko like really without <laughs> any shame in this volume yeah uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's funny i guess
1: <laughs> yeah i mean you know it what she's a 16 year old girl she makes mistakes <laughs>
0: of course of course absolutely <laughs> and it's it's harmless quoting chica yeah, right no i mean it's true it's true i i do agree with that She, i, yeah. I think that that was a good point and <laughs> although it, it's strange to say it about yourself i guess but <laughs> yeah but it, it's true though. <laughs> uh and well she has the ptsd from from coaching me yeah. still it's still haunting mm-hmm.
1: her <laughs> big time <laughs> it's funny the Holie akasaga's bringing in new ways of exploring the coach chica and and right. Student Miyuki fa- er, kind of plot thread instead of just redoing it for a new skill over and over again so I appreciate that
0: yeah really like because um, I I never read uh like the blurb like the back side of the book because uh, uh-huh. uh, I, I usually like I know it's not like Crazy spoilers or anything, but it's like I it guess gives vague hints. Many, you know? yeah, right. And so I, I usually try to even avoid that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and additionally, I I also never read the, the summary for the next volume. That is usually at the end of each book. I I don't read those either, mm-hmm. uh, just because I want to avoid spoilers as much as possible, even though they're just small things. However, uh, I do look at the images at the back of, uh, on the back of each of the books, and oh. uh, like before, I read the book and. On the back of this one, there is the picture of uh, Chika and you, and like doing in the volleyball chapter, <laughs> which obviously with only that picture, it made me think, oh my god, they're gonna mirror kind of the Ch- Chika teaches Miyuki to Chika teaches you. Uh, <laughs> now, kind of start from the volleyball thing or something like that. Obviously, that it wasn't exactly the case, even though Chika mm-hmm. tried to to make that the case, but uh, it was still uh, it, it, that, that chapter was still like a really funny. Um, Kind of rhyme with its previous one, and and but yeah. still with a with a fun twist at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Chika. Uh...
1: So Chika really wanted to tell the school that Ishigami was not guilty. You know, that justice mm-hmm. was on his side. Yes. One, I think that shows how how much she values justice and, and making sure people understand the truth. Mm-hmm. And I I would say that it was the same with uh, everyone. At, yeah, at,
0: really, the whole council wanted the to... The whole
1: council was like that. So mm-hmm. you could, it's kind of hard to say that, you know, this is just on Chica's, but she was the one who kept the secret plans, and she is the secretary, so right. I guess, you know, she was the one that was in charge of those files. Uh, so good on her for, I guess, keeping those around and... Uh, and putting
0: them in that, in that like, very spectacular-looking uh, <laughs> bookcase, or, like, book thing. <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, so that, that, that I, I like that. Because I mean that that was definitely another step in like step toward the potential like the, the possibility of someone mm-hmm. else finding out.
1: <laughs> right. But they Chica included respected Ishigami's wishes and not telling anybody. Mm. So in that in that sense, I, I think Ishigami should learn to trust Chika a little more.
0: Yeah but. if only he knew about this.
1: Right. Yeah, he doesn't.
0: Cuz cuz Chika hasn't really shown given him a lot of reason to no. think highly of her, you know.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: But the my my last thing on Chika here is her very smart plan to trick the students into voting for a Kyoto school trip <laughs> uh which was really really I mean it's very much a Chica thing to do. Like this kind of really kind of scheming, cunning thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it succeeded. Like I, it was awesome. Also, of course it was funny that she didn't actually want to go to Kyoto. (laughs) She just, you know, she wanted to actually go to like some other country and, um, you know, she, she just wanted to look smart, and she didn't even even <laughs> expect the plan to actually work. Uh, really funny Chica moments, and, and, and just brilliant, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said something about her that it was, I, I thought it was very profound, and just kind of really summed up her character very nicely was, um, I know she's really talented, the problem is that at her core... She's stupid. She's stupid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's just so good. <laughs>
1: And there's nothing wrong with that.
0: <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. <laughs> it is it is a funny... Like She, she is really a, a unique character, I, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I've never encountered a, a fictional character like her in, in any other story. Just with that, that kind of charm that she has and being so creative yet dense <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's really incredible.
1: Indeed, yeah. I, I'm excited that... In this volume, we got a little bit more of the student council maybe appreciating her, or at least at least mm. Ichigami, you know, seeing that oh, or acknowledging the fact that she's quite brilliant in her own way. Yeah, um,
0: exactly. But, you know,
1: it, but it doesn't change what we know Chika to be. You know what I mean? Uh huh.
0: So I, I
1: appreciate that. Um, one last thing about her is more about or what she's seeing between ishigami and miko because she suggests to ishigami hey if you just compliment her she'll she'll just do whatever you said she'll, she'll she'll melt in your hands like it's not that hard mm-hmm. and, and you know ishigami explains all oh, you don't understand but she kind of gives him a look and she says why are you looking at me like that and i think she says no reason right do you think now one way it could be taken is that it's like oh you poor naive fool you have no idea or it could be that maybe she suspects something between the two mm-hmm. because we we do know that she's fairly perspe- uh, perceptive um in a, in a few ways i i think the only one where she's pretty dense is just Kaguya and miyuki yeah <laughs> besides that i think she's done a pretty good job of sniffing out romance or at least and at least reading the air in the room
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I I think that goes back to was a previous volume where she pretended to be Ishigami's girlfriend and Miko kind of almost broke down. Right. So um, anyway, maybe maybe she is noticing that. What do you think?
0: I I I had the same thought. Like I'm not okay. I'm not s- completely sure, but I had the same thought, and I I like to think that is the case. Uh, even though I'm not like I'm not super convinced yet, but I, I like to think that's the case. Because I think that would be an interesting kind of change of pace since we, you know, we've gone through the, the, the whole journey leading up to the romance between Miyuki and Kaguya in which it really was just like each of them on their own. I guess Kaguya had Hayasaka, but like for the mm-hmm. most part, it was like really just the two of them by themselves. But if yeah. Chika is able to figure this out and potentially kind of help them out, like, help both of them out into, like, kind of maybe getting into a relationship eventually.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I think that could be a fresh take on this whole thing, perhaps. Yeah, that'd be cute. And she she would be so into that, too.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, she'd love that. Oh, Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'm really interested to see what she thinks of Kage and Miyuki dating. I really want to know. Yeah,
0: I can't wait for, like... All the whole student oh, council man. to learn.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I... I Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to control myself
0: here. Yeah, it's good. Uh, was that it for Chika? Yeah. All right, then. Let's move on to... Well, that was all of the main girls in this volume. So let's talk about Miyuki next. He does decide to take it upon himself to share Yu's secret with Tsubame.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Of
0: course, he doesn't make it in time. the The report is already gone when he gets to the student council. But he does at least mm-hmm. ma- make that decision to to do that, even though he knows that you doesn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was interesting because he was arguably the one who was the most adamant out of the three O G student council members to respect Yu's wishes. Uh, Because Chika was very much against it, like, very openly. Uh, Yeah. And and Kaguya said she would do whatever uh, Miyuki did. So it was really, most like he was like the one who felt strongest to protect Yu's secret there.
1: I think it's because he saw Tsubame talking with some of the other first years and they were Mm. not saying the greatest things about him. Right. So he must have felt pushed to do that in order to save their or Tsubame's and Ishigami's potential relationship.
0: So. Right. Yeah, of course. Like I understand that's the reason because he you know he wants, mm-hmm. he wants he doesn't want that whole to get ruined just because of those rumors. So like it is still like I, I respect him for it. But it mm-hmm. is still I thought interesting to well that that he did kind of go through that uh little change in in how he viewed that. Yeah. What else on Miyuki?
1: I don't have anything.
0: Oh, that's right. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, we talked about that earlier. <laughs> uh, I I got a few other things. Uh, I'll try to bite bite those off. He fantasizes about how he and Kaguya will look at to- look like look back at their life and like look back at that student or uh, the the school trip, like when they're uh-huh. like adults and like. Probably when they're married like looking back at those good days like <laughs> I thought I thought that was nice and like just see how how serious he is about their relationship kind of and and yeah I thought it was very sweet <laughs> uh, that was sweet yeah and he also thinks that girls with wet hair are attractive probably because he saw Kaguya like that pretty much the first time he saw her mm mm-hmm. Uh I mm-hmm. thought that was a nice little little thing that added to like by by a previous chapter
1: isn't there a footnote within this volume that takes you to that or no
0: yes it, it, it is okay it is. uh otherwise i wouldn't have I, I don't think i would have put that together Connected otherwise that uh-huh. yeah uh but that definitely was a fun fun little thing and the last thing i had on miyuki and i think you mentioned it a little bit earlier was how he he did figure out at the end of the volume that Hayasaka and Husky are the same person. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm also super excited to see where that's going to lead in the next volume. And as you said, I also think this will benefit Hayasaka in some way because we we know how good Miyuki is at helping his friends. Yeah. And like finding solutions to to problems to, you know, get them out of trouble. So, yeah. I'm very hopeful for the next one.
1: I'm just waiting for the Miyuki saves Chica arc. When is that going to happen? Right. We we talked
0: Never. about that, right? Like he's basically saved yeah. everyone in some way except for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely definitely with you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Moving on to you Ishigami.
1: People are still throwing rumors out about Ishigami. I I kind of thought they may have died down a little bit, and maybe they have, but mm. yeah, they're uh, still trying to, I guess, taint Subame's image of Ishigami still. Yeah. So it's, it's sad to see. And maybe by the end of his time at, at the school, those rumors will be virtually gone. But you know, it may be something that he has to deal with his entire
0: school life. Unless someone spills all of the beans publicly. True. True. Uh, yeah (laughs) like ultimately i do think that would be best for him it's just not what he wants right so yeah it is complicated
1: i think he has been a little stubborn about not revealing those secrets or not secrets but revealing the truth Mm -hmm. sure what's her name will feel terrible but that's just you make mistakes part of growing up
0: right and i also i was also thinking about that actually um i think actually it was with this volume that i that i kind of changed my mind on that i i i I was still probably if i was in this if i existed in this story or or whatever and was in these sorts of situations i would probably still Mm -hmm. respect his desire because ultimately i think it's his choice to make right um however i was prior to this volume i was much more kind of on his side on it like understanding of his reasonings uh Mm -hmm. but Actually, having after I read this volume the first time, I started thinking more like, yeah, like she might, she might actually in in the long run she might be better off knowing uh, the girl, you know, mm. the girl from from his backstory. She might be better off knowing because people learn from their mistakes. You know, if she right. if she doesn't learn the truth behind all of that, she might make that mistake again uh, and get hurt for real that time. Whereas she could have learned from that mistake earlier, to grow into a better person, a stronger person, sooner. Agreed. Possibly. So, yeah, I I don't I I also don't agree with his reasoning there, anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's all I got on Ishigami.
0: Gotcha. So I guess those were all of the main characters, even though we didn't have too much on the on the guys. <laughs> um, but moving on to the other characters, Kobachi Osaragi. I guess we mentioned her earlier. Mm. Uh. She is the one to leak you secret to Tsubame, as we said. and Totally team Tsubame and Ishigami. Right?
1: I have been saying this for a while now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting that Miko's best friend would not be supporting her potentially in this. Maybe there's more to it. But here here are a couple of my thoughts on that, on why she would be pro Tsubame. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe she wanted to help Ishigami find love or at least have something normal so he can break away from the rumors because maybe she felt like the rumors were stupid or she knew the truth somehow like Miko did.
0: Right. Yeah, because we do know that she has never had any ill will toward right. you. So.
1: Mm. Yeah, it, and then that could be either because she knows the truth or she just doesn't believe what everyone's saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's trying to help Tsubame. Uh, maybe they're actually somewhat close friends. I don't think very close, but maybe they're somewhat close friends, um, and understand that Tsubami was going through a hard breakup, um, and maybe she felt like Ishigami would be the one to help her. I I don't doubt. I I don't believe mm. in that one too much.
0: Gotcha. Yeah.
1: But where does that leave Miko in all this? Like, why, why would she abandon what looked like she was trying to build uh being the ishigami and miko ship i I don't quite understand because, because like like you were saying in the in the earlier chapters with her while she didn't think they well you know liked each other they thought that they didn't hate each other and then they had that whole kind of um Couple counseling or friendship? I don't, what what what, what do you even call that? With with Miyuki in the student council room, mm-hmm. they they did different exercise, like friendship building exercises. Right, exactly. That's what it was. And it seemed like Kobachi was making them a little more romantic than
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: than friendship or a little more than friends. Exactly. But maybe that was more Miyuki than than Kobachi. I don't know.
0: Well, she she definitely like at that point in time she seemed like the. You know the the first uh, Miko Yu shipper, uh, you know I I, I thought, but then obviously mm-hmm. as you said, like as the volumes went on after that, she has been it, ha- it has been more and more obvious that she seems to be shipping Yu and Tsubame. and I just I just don't understand why. I'm super Mm -hmm. baffled by this because, you know, clearly in this volume, she was very happy to see, you know, when you asked Tsubame out at the, on the, Mm -hmm. you know, during the volleyball game, she was clearly happy about that. yes (laughs) Right. And, and, uh, I just wonder what her motive is. If, if she has a motive, like, it seems just strange, I think. Like, why, why is she supporting this ship so much? Like, so specifically, like, I'm, I am. Right. It is strange.
1: I think, based on what I've said, I I think it has to be that she just wants Ishigami to have a normal life, or like you know, just not not be weighed down by all the rumors and everything. You know. Mm. Um, so why would she do Miko? Maybe she was trying to, but then she noticed it's he like that Ishigami like Sabame, so she decided to support him in that.
0: Maybe. 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 I, I feel like she would have to be incredibly... Um, her perception would have to be like incredible if she would have be able to see and notice and pick up on all of these things. Because she's not really around you very much. So she would have to like pick up on all these things by herself.
1: I mean, it's possible. It, it
0: absolutely is. Definitely, it is possible. And I,
1: she seems to be one who at least is watching. It, it, you had the whole chapter... Where she was narrating and and mm. talking about Miko and Ishigami, so True. I don't know. Maybe she's more perceptive than we understand. I don't know. Maybe I don't know.
0: <laughs> maybe I mean yeah. I I have even even less uh, uh, speculations there than you do. I yeah. I'm just really at a loss there. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: But it's exciting though. It's exciting to see that that journal or or that that folder being passed Mm -hmm. to Tsubame and I, I can't wait to see uh, where that, where that leads.
0: Exactly. The date, if it happens, should be pretty exciting because she, Mm. she will go into that date with all of that information because Mm -hmm. Miyuki's original plan was to give her that info after the date. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now Kobachi has already given her that. So, so, yeah, it's very interesting. I, I was also thinking that maybe the date won't even happen because what if during during the time when um, the other student council members are away on their trip, what if Yuz and Miko's relationship grows a lot during that time, during that period? In which case, mm-hmm. the date with Tsubame, well, I don't know. Maybe it won't. Well, maybe it, will, maybe it won't happen. Um, eh. But... I don't know. That'd be kind of mean if Ishigami me to call it off because no. nope,
1: there's another woman.
0: Well, I'm, I'm not saying you know? he would necessarily call it off. I, I don't think he would. Um, if mm-hmm. that, But I'm, I'm just saying like, th- th- things can happen. Uh, yeah. And like something that we might not foresee.
1: While you were in Kyoto. <laughs> Sounds like a movies from the early 90s. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but actually going off what you just said, got me thinking, what if she reads it and before the date she brings it up to Ishigami. Ishigami is upset that she finds out mm. and maybe he just is distraught about it all. I don't know. Yeah. I mean
0: I mean very possible. He's
1: kind of he's he's been very stubborn about it, so maybe he would take it hard if she found out the truth.
0: I I I think so. Uh although I do think I do think getting the date like seeing the date would be nice though and and to have this drama kind of on the date, I think, mm-hmm. would be especially interesting, and also I just I would just like to see you know see the characters up in the Tokyo Skytree, <laughs> which where where I've actually been once.
1: Yeah, same.
0: Nice, it's a good view. Anything more on Kobachi? No, that's that's all I got. All right, then let's move on to Rei Onodera. Good on her. Right, I love I love her role in the first chapter of this volume. So so good, like. And, and, like, n- not only, like, good on her. Like, yeah, she's such a sweet, nice girl, like, to, you know, to keep Kage a secret like that. But it was mm-hmm. also uh, nice, I think, I think to see... Well, to get to know a little bit more about her character and her past, too. Like, cause supposedly, back in junior high, she was one of the many people that helped spread those rumors about you. And also rumors about Miko, even. Uh, but she, you know, somehow ended up in a bad place because of that and she has grown and learned from that and you know now she is able to think more critically about rumors like that
1: that's what i was meaning when i said good for her i i I like how she's changing herself um, because she realized she made a mistake about Ishigami and and Miko and so she's trying to not believe every rumor she hears and treating Mm -hmm. both of them much better than she had before right um not that we've seen her treat him terrib- too terribly. Although, I don't know if you remember this, but way back when Odeda was first introduced, I mentioned how she seemed like she was one of those people who believed the rumors. Mm. And that over time, she had grown to see that potentially those rumors were wrong. And she, it even, you could even see her trying to kind of reach out to Ishigami and basically kind of be a friend for him. Like that one that one part where he was reading a light novel and she just said, Hey, what are you reading? Mm-hmm. And he kind of, you know, it's like oh, a little take it aback but explains what he's reading and she just doesn't make fun of him or anything, just says, Oh hey, that that's neat and yeah. then goes about her day. <laughs> so it, it just I think it showed that was just one of her ways of trying to change herself and and basically make amends for the rumor spreading she had done in the past. So
0: right that's that's very possible. I
1: really I really like how we see that.
0: Do we know when that when that happened? Did that happen in a flashback like that that, that book thing? Did it happen in a flashback or did not happen during the Pep Squad training like right before the
1: Uh it was after the it was after the the sports festival? Yeah, sports festival. Okay, sports.
0: okay, yeah. And because in that case it makes sense because I w- I was about to say that. I think it was during the Pep Squad training days right before the the sports festival that she Finally, I actually came to the realization that you wasn't a bad person. Right. There was a scene there when where where she says something kind of nasty or sort of like she she, she kind of asks like how can you show your face here like, mm-hmm. uh. And I think that was maybe the last time she had such at least uh, strong mm-hmm. bad feelings for him. And I think yeah, yeah. definitely cooled off or war- warmed up after that. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I I love her.
1: So it's interesting that she mentions the rumors about Ishigami and Miko. Mm. I Obviously, we know what the Ishigami rumors are, but what are the Miko rumors? Are they just kind of the bullying she received when she was trying to run for class president? Is that, is that the, the rumors? Or does it have something to do that's we don't know yet? Or is it related to Ishigami? I, I don't know.
0: Well, we, we I, do know that Miko had a hard time in, in junior high. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, and whether if it was like just like talking behind her back about her, like, and and maybe spreading things that wasn't true about her. That she way. likes
1: buzz cuts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I,
0: mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh. Whatever it was. Like, it could have been. It's a phase. Definitely could have been something like that. Uh. Or or there or or it's also possible that maybe Miko. Like maybe the bullying that Miko went through in junior high or maybe even throughout all of middle school, like maybe it was far worse than we've seen so far. Maybe. And that maybe may, maybe that's something we'll get to see more of. Yeah. Guess we'll see. Moving on, Maki Shijo a little bit. Uh I have a question for you. So sure. do you also think that she came out of the bath uh towards Tsubasa on purpose, just kind of in order to show <laughs> off. <laughs> like, oh, look at my wet hair. <laughs> or, or what I do don't, you think?
1: But I think uh, she scored some points there. Oh yeah. Uh, big time. <laughs> right. Girl, girl, the ponytails. I'm telling you, don't do it. You're. No. It's so much better without the
0: ponytails. No, don't don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or the twin tails, whatever you she's call. She's always she's always cute, but. But no, no I, I she's do, always cute. You, you you know I love her twin tails. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm a sucker. For that. <laughs> um, but it was nice though to see her in this hairstyle more like uh, close, like up close. Yeah. Because the only other time we had seen her with her hair let down was from like just very very tiny little drawing.
1: Yeah, I you know I really wonder what's gonna happen with those three.
0: Yeah, dude. Like I love that yeah. that kind of side story or. It's it's almost more than just a side story at this point because Maki has become such a prominent character at this point. I feel, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess Nagisa was always sort of important, you know. So yeah, it's, right. I guess it's more than a side story.
1: I guess this is, this is probably more relationship stuff, but I'll say it anyway mm-hmm. and bring all three of them into it
0: because it's, right.
1: it's, it's it's basically a love triangle kind of a thing. Yeah. And before in previous volumes, we've noticed, or at least in the, the bi- in. Uh, Kashwaki's biography mentions that there's some tension between her and her boyfriend. So I was wondering, okay, maybe maybe there's something to it, but maybe they'll just get over it. Maybe just growing pains, relationship pains, who knows. But this one, where she comes out of the bath, and Tsubasa sees her first, and... That's kind of like. I don't know if they're throwing a bone to Maki, or if they're if he's trying to hint at some sort of change in relationship. I I don't know. I mean, I don't want I don't want there to be any cheating. That'd be terrible. But maybe he's trying to hint at a potential breakup with him and Kashiwagi, and maybe that's where Maki can given the rebound although that's hmm. terrible to say but I don't know it, it, just that that moment seemed like a, a a hint that he could be putting out there I don't know I don't know like he sees maybe. he sees her with the wet hair and he's like oh my gosh that's pretty hot
0: yeah maybe I mean yeah maybe that is what's what's going through his head <laughs> anything else on any of those three no then let's talk slightly about Go Kasamatsuri and Saburo Toyosaki. <laughs> those, uh, guys. <laughs> those guys. Those guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, they haven't appeared in quite some time.
1: Weren't we saying we wanted more male characters in the manga?
0: Yes, <laughs> that's and true. And
1: lo and behold, we get them. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't think... I don't have anything against these guys per se, but they just kind of... Eh. Regular chumps, you they're know. They're not.
0: They're not keepers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they're they're a bit creepy, uh, but still, I guess innocent enough. But yeah. But yeah, they're they at least at least they were fun in that last chapter.
1: <laughs> right. Right.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess that's it on them. And the last character, although I think we don't, I don't think we have anything specifically to say, unless unless you do. Uh, we already talked about him, Unyo Shinomiya. Oh, oh oh kaguya's big brother the third son of the shinomiya family indicating that she does have several older brothers
1: indeed i didn't give him a character selection yet he, i i'm just like no yeah, you know, i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna acknowledge your character yeah until, until next volume which i'm sure he'll have more of a role
0: yeah exactly i'm sure i'm sure so yeah i, I guess we'll talk more about him then <laughs> 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 all right any other character that you'd like to talk about specifically? Otherwise, I think we can move on to the relationships. I think I'm done. All right, then let's talk about the relationships. First of all, Kaguya and Miyuki. And I just have one little thing there, and it's the scene when Kaguya wants Miyuki's attention.
1: <laughs> right. That's the exact same one for me, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was really funny and also super kind of just charming and nice. Uh, I mean,
1: it, it was like one of those, it's so cheesy, it gives me heartburn but you know it's 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 still like her face her face was really cute and you could tell they're really they're really in love mm-hmm. and I mean you know Miyuki's a man who's got to do got to do what he's got to do <laughs> yeah I, I definitely think as he was saying you know he was controlling himself the entire time right
0: uh, <laughs> he was struggling uh and I thought it was also really nice to see in that moment how just how how open Kaguya was in that whole scene. Like she, she didn't like restrain herself whatsoever. Like she was mm. just she just did completely at all whatever her her heart was telling her to do in that moment. She she just wanted to, you know, kiss him and hug him and and sit in in his, in his lap and mm-hmm. like she yeah. And and it's so nice to see how far she has come there because you know just a, really only a few volumes ago she definitely wouldn't have been comfortable doing any of that. No. So it's, it's very nice to see <laughs> mm-hmm. anything more on them. Nope. All right, then let's move on to Miko and you. And there obviously was one chapter that was specifically about them, uh, which mm-hmm. starts with them fighting over a, a, another magazine. And actually I, I do have a little bit of a tangent that I'd like to just go over before we get oh, into okay. the chapter there. Uh, related to that magazine. Uh, you mentions that it includes a one-shot by Mengo Yokoyari. Uh, okay. I don't suppose you know who that is. Uh no. No. I, I I I wouldn't have assumed so anyway. Uh and for anyone else who doesn't know, I'm going to explain because it's actually kind of kinda of neat. Uh Yokoyari is a real mangaka who uh who has made plenty of Seinen uh mangas. Uh and also Et- etchy manga and even some <laughs> hentai uh, <laughs> uh, but uh a little over a year ago she teamed up with Akasaka to make a like to, to do the art for uh his story that he started then uh, called Oshinoko uh which he writes oh, and she illustrates i think okay. i've mentioned this one to you maybe at some point yeah 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 and uh, it's a series that that I started reading basically right as it as it started uh, last year, and I think it's really good. Uh, it's um, it kind of it's a, it's about kind of the ugly sides of the entertainment industry, and I think it, it deals with that really well, while while still being a comedy at the same time. It's not mm-hmm. like lewd or anything like that, though. It's it's not like some other of Yukiari's work, uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's a really nice uh, manga uh, and. I had actually, before that whole thing started, like, b- before that manga started, I had actually read uh, one of her looter manga uh, before <laughs> that, uh, so I knew of her even before that, and then when I learned that she would team up with Akasaka, I was like, wow, that, I, I was, like, super presently surprised by that, so that was that. that was nice, and, and yeah, as I said, like, it's been doing really well, and it's been a very good show, or a very good series, and yeah, just wanted to bring that up I, I thought it was really nice uh, how Akasaka uh referenced her in in this in this volume yeah that's neat yeah yeah uh, anyway back to that chapter <laughs> which it just just a super sweet uh moment between miko and you um obviously we talked earlier about how chica you know tries to tell you that well if you just compliment her she'll treat you nicely and stuff like that mm-hmm. and but you doesn't believe in that because, based on his own observations, if someone who doesn't have a high standing with Miko just gives her a simple compliment, it, w- it won't work. But it does work with him, you know, against, you know, against his uh, assumptions, uh, which I think is one of, at this point, many indications that Miko does like him.
1: Mm-hmm. I think if he had tried this maybe a few months ago, he might not have had the same results, but hmm. she has definitely grown a lot softer towards him ever since the uh, the Christmas situation. So
0: right, I-, I would say ever since the end of the culture festival, even.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yes. 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 Hmm. You're you're right. End of the cultural festival. I think his approval rating has <laughs> very much gone up. Before it was, you know. Not even a possibility, probably.
0: Probably.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think I think deep down there was probably something, <clears throat> always a little bit, but I she had suppressed that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to yeah. So th- to that it was improbable, but n- now it's very much and and like I was saying earlier, she was very open with Ishigami that 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 time and I think Ishigami was seeing, as he mentioned, the true. Miko, Um, something that I guess he almost not refused to see, but never took the time to see.
0: Right. And I think it could actually be kind of similar in his situation as it is with Miko, where they've both been kind of keeping an eye on each other, but they've, whenever they've been interacting with each other, they've all pretty much always shown each other their well, bad bad sides in a way uh <laughs> because they haven't gotten along um so but and, and I think it's a it's a very different thing to see someone be nice to someone someone else uh as opposed to having that person that be nice directly to you like I think it's a very different thing uh in how you kind of interpret that like those sort mm-hmm. of things so even though he might have seen miko be sweet with other people it like not having experienced it directly himself i think well it it makes sense that this was the moment when he kind of noticed that for the first time
1: yeah (laughs) it's it's definitely a parallel with how miko has been seeing him lately you know
0: yeah yeah totally
1: how she saw him in a new light last volume and now ishigami is kind of seeing her
0: in a new new light yeah i I i love the progress they're making. Yeah, uh, it,
1: it's it's pretty great, and it's not incredibly quick either.
0: Not, right. Exactly.
1: Not that I needed to be slow, but it, it's just not the pacing is very nice.
0: Agreed, uh, and they also we they they find out they they have some common interests yeah. in VTubers and in, in in video games even to to a degree, um, which was that was surprising. Yeah, or well, I guess uh, I I agree it was a bit surprising, but it was also. Oh, it made sense, you know, especially since a few volumes back when we learned that Miko is also a weeb to a degree. Mm-hmm. Well, even Ishigami says he didn't realize
1: they had common interests. Like, she, right. he knew she was a weeb or an otaku, but true. not for the same things. That's, that's how I felt. I was like, oh, wow.
0: Yeah, no, I, that, 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 that's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, dealing with that same chapter, Miko comes in and says, hey, I need you to copy my notes for me. My handwriting is terrible. And to be fair, yeah, it, it it looked sloppier than what her usual writing would have been like, because she's doing it with the left hand. Mm-hmm. And I understand why she would want to recopy the notes, being as serious a student she is. But do you think there's a possibility possibility that she wanted Ishigami to copy them so that he would be also be learning and studying as well? Because he even mentions that he's kind of. He was like, "Oh man, I'm learning. I'm learning through this somehow." Right. So I don't know. Like maybe maybe she had an ulterior motive in doing that.
0: I like that idea, and it also goes along with another thing that I was thinking. That, well, I I think I think it's potentially three things all at once. Uh, first of all, what she says that it is, like she she, she does want yes. the n- n- nicer looking notes. Uh, yeah. And also what you said, I, I think. Both of those work mm. at the same time. And also, just the fact that she wants to be with him. Like,
1: oh, I, I,
0: I think, like, to some degree, like she, because it is clear that she does have a curiosity or some kind of interest. Uh-huh. So I think helping him out. That's cute. <laughs> wanting her notes look to look better and wanting to spend time with him. I think all those three could work at the same time, right here. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and I also like, at the end of that chapter when, you know, she, she just kind of gets this kind of emotional overload kind of, you know, just cause th- the moment between them, there's just so nice. And she, she, she has to go out of the room for a while because it's just too, too much for her. I thought that was super touching and like, just really sweet. Such a nice chapter. I love it so much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was the chapter for me. I mean, well, besides the, the, the end of this volume, you know, it like, what with the, with the brother and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this chapter, after I read it, I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk with Petter about this. Like,
0: <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you liked it, too. <laughs> uh, other than that chapter, or do you have anything more on that chapter specifically?
1: I don't think I do, no.
0: Because then I have just a little bit on uh, the, actually the last chapter uh, where it was a, a brief little thing with them where oh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're kind of talking about how bathhouses are usually depicted in manga and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, it wasn't too special of a conversation, really, but it was still just a really nice and pleasant conversation between them, uh, and yeah, it just shows the progress. Like at this point, they're they were able to have healthy, nice conversations with each other. That's a good uh, point. I really like that. Yeah. And 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 they and they're able to also kind of in a way bond over their common interests. You know, they both right. read manga, evidently. Uh, so yeah. Sweet. By the way, I totally
1: agree with the points they're making. It's.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> the picking of the bad thing is, is super illegal. Yeah. And uh, I've always thought it's so strange. Like, what is the obsession? Obviously, uh, you know, there's some male fantasies going on there, but. Right. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> yep. Anything more on you and Mikiko?
1: I have nothing more.
0: All right. I don't have any other relationships noted down at all, so go for whichever ones you might have. It would break my heart
1: if Kaga and Hayasaka were to actually break apart, you know, yeah. whether it be her, you know, moving on with her life and going abroad or the Shinomiya family taking her away. I uh, Whatever <sighs> happens, and, and if it's them separating, that, that would... Really be sad, and I, I hope not. Um, I, I, At the same time, I understand that Kaguya has relied on Hayasaka for so long, and it might be good for her not to have that, especially now that she has Miyuki. Right. But.
0: I. It uh, is a step she feel, needs to take.
1: Yeah, but at, at the same time, family is always there for you, you know? And of course. Kaguya doesn't really have that family to rely on, other mm. than Hayasaka. I. So, yeah. I
0: don't know. I. No, I, I, I'm with you there. I'm kind of torn. Right. Like, I think, what I think there is that, basically, it is going to be best for both of them to not have the same kind of dynamic that they have had so far, because mm. even though it has been familiar, it has been sort of a sisterly bond, you know, to to a pretty big extent, but also to a very big extent, it has been you know mistress and servant like you can't really get away from that and i think that has been bad for both of them in different ways it's been obviously bad for hayasaka because it's just been tearing at her like she you know as we see in this volume she's grown sick and sick of it and i think it's also bad for her because it keeps her from progressing as a person and and growing and into someone more Mm. independent she needs to learn to rely to not rely on Hayasaka, and Hayasaka needs to be free of that hard work. So, ideally, I would say they would be able to find a new dynamic. Of course, that would be hard, probably, but a new dynamic where they can maintain their friendship and kind of their sisterly bond, perhaps, but in a different kind of environment. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping for that to happen eventually, although I do expect it to take some time.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. Um, maybe Kagya can do some of some of the things that Hayasaka has to do um, for the house or right. and, you know some some of those things that Kagya should be able to do herself. Maybe yeah. Um but I guess it's hard to hard to say what that'd be any anyway.
0: Um, I was also thinking actually it could be interesting if eventually because I mean we don't know how long how much longer this manga is going to go I, mean, I think it's entirely possible that that it might go on for as long as it has been going and like or at, at least that like it could be going for quite a while um, mm-hmm. and what I was thinking is that wouldn't it be fun if Hayasaka after she stops working as you know uh, for the Shinomiya family if she would join the student council hmm I would, I would really like that, and I, I think that would also lend to like some, like to to Kaguya and her being able to kind of build a, a new kind of friendship. Uh,
1: that could be interesting, perhaps.
0: Yeah, because really, uh, in the meet the characters page, like the first page in, in every book, uh, it's the five members of the Chunin council and Hayasaka. Mm-hmm. She is a little bit out of place there, technically. True. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. She's the only one that says
1: side character. Oh, no, no. No, that's not true. I think the other two are... I think... Is he Shigami in? in? Uh,
0: background character, background character, background...
1: Background character. That's that's the word.
0: The, the only main characters are the, the three OG student council members. That's right. Th- th- these labels are weird. <laughs> They're weird, man. Yeah. Because really, you and Mika are both definitely more prominent than Chika, technically.
1: Wait. Hayasaka doesn't even have background character under
0: Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> What is she? <laughs> <laughs> That's a mystery.
1: <laughs> oh, I uh, it. Well,
0: well anyway. I, uh, anyway. I, yeah. I think it would be nice to see her in the student council. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else you got on relationships?
1: Um, just real quick, Kage Nishigami, the, you came to her for volleyball advice. Yeah. I don't know, it just show, again, another evidence of how strong their relationship is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just kind of the big sister helping out the little brother situation, So really <laughs> like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. I I love the friendship they've built up. Right. I mean, I, we have said it before, but yeah, <laughs> it, it is it is awesome. Yes. You and Tsubame, they have a date in Yokohama.
1: I mean, I mean, the Sky Tree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see what unfolds, but. I wonder if someone will try to crash the date. Now, I understand they're trying to avoid Chika, like the Chika factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would be hilarious if she ended up there. But what if what if Miko Kobachi ended up tagging along? Uh just out of curiosity. Oh, uh, th- that could be an in- that could make for an interesting <laughs> chapter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think what I'm hoping for Right now is for that date, if it does happen, to be more kind of dramatic. In which case, Chika probably wouldn't fit in. But maybe Miko and Kobachi could, could fit into something like that. Still. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, think. I, I like that.
1: <laughs> and, and then mm. lastly, relationships. Miyuki and Miko. Um, mm. I like how Miyuki calls her the next student council president. Exactly. I thought that was very sweet and... Just shows how much she... I mean, maybe he was was saying something to make her feel better, but I think he's not just sweet-talking. I I think he does believe that she could become the next student council president.
0: Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, I, I really liked that touch, too. It was very sweet. Yeah. Then let's move on to the last stretch of the discussion, the comedy. Yay! So, the cherry stem chapter. We touched on it a little bit earlier, oh, but gosh, I thought I thought so that was funny. that was probably the funniest chapter in this book. I think. Oh, uh, show you,
1: you dork!
0: <laughs> like my funniest gag was the Cherry Boy gag. Yes, in that the one. Cherry <laughs> like, Boy. <laughs> like, where did that come from? She's never <laughs> called him Cherry Boy. <laughs> You stop oh. calling me cherry boy.
1: I'll, I'll I'll even apologize for calling you cherry boy.
0: Right. I mean have you ever called her cherry? Boy? It's like did, did they did, did those two just come from a different dimension where they have used to be <laughs> like call him cherry boy or like what what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> Cuz they both they yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a loss. It was just hilarious though. I love it.
1: <laughs> that whole chapter is just so great. You know, yeah. Kage being able to tie the stem and then Quickly untying it, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Ishigami's by just blown. He's like, Oh, yeah, oh, and what? he's the only one who knows too. It's, it's so good.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and Miko asking uh, Nagisa, like, teach me how to be a good kisser. Oh my, <laughs> like, oh.
1: <laughs> and she is like, Don't you dare, don't you dare,
0: <laughs> don't look at her that way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a fantastic chapter from a from a comedic <laughs> standpoint. It Really was. And and at the end, like Miyuki, like going like the whole day <laughs> trying to <laughs> tie his uh, stem. <laughs> great,
1: great gag. <sighs> the Ring Fit Adventure thing was pretty funny to see, having yeah. played it myself. Just mm. Ishigami playing that game, you know, that was for sure. It was funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I love all of the Switch games that they bring into the right. Like, it's so it's, great. They've already played Mario Kart, and it's like yeah it's awesome
1: <laughs> both chica and miko seem pretty excited to go to the pokemon center oh
0: friendship yeah friendship goals friendship that, goals that too that's true yeah yeah it's an ikebukuro right yeah ikebukuro yeah right yeah i think i've been there anyway uh what was the board game club up to in the hayasaka chapter <laughs> like what, uh, what's that like for uh, like say for sale like <laughs> Mm -hmm.
1: all i say is uh Uh, i'll take your entire stock
0: of course or the entire stock or only half of it all of your chica stock okay yeah yep that's i mean it's a good stock Uh, (laughs) oh my god the last thing i noted down for comedy here was the last chapter where chica had wrapped a towel around her hair um, yeah. no, so you know she, the, the the pervy boys couldn't see her wet hair and she had her ribbon on the towel which I mean yeah. we've seen her do stuff like that before of course mm-hmm. but like you know when
1: that's I, her identity you know
0: yeah exactly if she doesn't have the the, the ribbon and I mean, we, we've seen that ribbon have like like band-aids on it because you know I love it I guess oh, that's, it's part of her and, and I think every mm-hmm. time when she's Love Detective Chica she always has it on her cap right yeah yeah so yeah it, it it was funny and and like the one of the, the the other guys said when they saw her like she's acting like my mom <laughs> it was really funny. hey
1: mama chica
0: <laughs> right she
1: she's the best mom in the in in the manga like... i'm
0: I'm a teen mom <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah what more on comedy i that, that was it for me.
1: So one last, the one last thing I'll say is the volleyball in Ishigami's face when he's oh. dissing on Hayasaka's date. <laughs> That's right. Cracked me up. <laughs> and just her, like, huffing and puffing away, yeah. you know. Uh, mm. But that chapter that chapter was pretty funny. And, and the reference to, like, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, I thought that was kind of... Like, yeah. Kinda like, hey. It was like a heh. Kind yeah. of chuckle heh.
0: Right. You know.
1: But apparently that went over Kaguya's head or whatever.
0: <laughs> Probably, yeah. At the same time, it was... I think it was still, like, a sad chapter at the same time, but the comedy in it was still great. And, like, speaking of that ball, like, I actually, I didn't notice it in the first panel where it appeared because it was just, like, right next to Yu's head and, like, it doesn't look like it's in motion in that in that uh, panel. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it's kind of mostly behind the speech bubble, so I didn't notice it there. And then in the next panel, it's just, poof, like, right in the <laughs> cheek. Uh, but, yeah, that was, that was glorious.
1: <laughs> KO or boom headshot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Wonderful volume. Yeah, fantastic. Little predictions, perhaps. I think we have sprinkled some predictions throughout the discussion, but other things that mm-hmm. we haven't mentioned... Um, well, I think the... I, I think we will see the rest of the school trip. I think it's, it's safe to say, next volume, we'll see the rest of the school trip. And as I said also, I think, also seeing what what goes on at the school during the school trip between Miko and you, and I guess Tsubame potentially as well. Um, it's also interesting. And uh, my last little prediction or or maybe not a prediction but a little bit of a hope for the next volume is that i'd like to see miko's arm heal at some point during the next volume (laughs) this is going to be my standing prediction uh, (laughs) until it happens yeah so what do you got if anything
1: you know i i've kind of said my predictions throughout the whole thing so Mm. um, right it's kind of hard to relay them all now and i I'll, I'll not for the sake of brevity mm. but i i think that yeah i agree that we'll get the rest of the hayasaka and, and school trip arc yeah. taken care of i you know i i said it, it in this that volume 20 we would get the date i think that's what i said i wonder if we'll get the date at the end of this
0: volume i think that's very possible uh yeah. i was also gonna yeah i I'm probably gonna say that and and then maybe valentine's day the, the volume after that oh I, I don't think we'll get valentine's day until the next volume but maybe the one after maybe mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> maybe i
0: because I, <laughs> I mean that that's definitely going to be an event though when it when it comes yeah around. oh gosh <laughs> it has i can't to be. <laughs> wait
1: i don't know i don't know what's going down but right. there's gonna be something good right
0: definitely yeah <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so as I said at the beginning of this episode, we are now caught up to, well, more or less caught up to the physical English volumes, uh, with volume 19 basically releasing today as of recording, and yeah, it should be out when, when this episode releases, and we will cover it as soon as we can, as soon as I get my hands on it, James will get his hands on it sooner, uh, but here in Sweden I don't get, get it quite uh quite by then but as soon as we both have it we will cover that one as well and from that and basically from that point on or from this point on uh this that's how we how we're going to cover this uh series is whenever there's a new volume out we we will make an episode out of it so it's not going to be as steady of a release as it has been so far uh since we started this back in december we've been making three episodes every month and it will have been now yeah six months in a row with that and well obviously we can't keep that up anymore now that we're caught up um Mm -hmm. but yeah i I feel like we've gotten so much done since we started this uh, (laughs) it's been a long ride it's yeah it has it's been a been a great ride it's been fun yeah and it actually reminds me of my initial like my original idea how i wanted to cover this which i figured i i just mentioned briefly because and if any if anyone listening is curious before i proposed to james that we would make a podcast out of this i wanted to make like a solo discussion like me Talking about a volume per episode. However, I would film myself like sitting in an armchair, like holding the book in my hand and talking like to the camera, being like all. I don't know what I was thinking. It was a pretty bad idea, but <laughs> uh, I, I recorded like most of that thing. I, I'd written a script. I put put up like I built up like a little filming set. Uh, like I I was very like thorough with with all of those things. I and I recorded most of it, but well, it, it didn't really feel right. I don't know if it was. The fact that i was on camera or if it, was, if it was the fact that i was like it was all scripted uh or if it was the fact that i was all by myself uh, or if it was a combination of all those things it just it wasn't for me uh, i kind of realized so that, uh, that that never happened which was like the next next step after that was i, I asked james if he wanted to do uh, make it into a podcast instead um mm-hmm. anyway um i was actually thinking that maybe uh just kind of for fun uh, I might cut that together into like just like a couple seconds just kind of maybe the intro where I go like welcome today I'm gonna to talk about the first volume Kaguya-sama and or maybe just that just to kind of show what it would have looked like if it would have actually happened I, I've been considering doing that and if, if I do it I would upload it to our YouTube channel um, that's cool just like because it would be fun to at least archive my idea that I had even mm-hmm. though it never came to fruition Uh, and kind of just show show what it would have sort of been like-ish. But anyway, uh, that's just a thing that I've been thinking about. And also, now that we are more or less caught up with Kaguya-sama, James and I are going to start covering another manga series uh, each month instead, uh, since there won't be as much Kaguya-sama anymore. Uh, We're going to be talking about To Your Eternity, uh, the manga of that. It's actually getting an anime adaptation right now, which is amazing uh and it is one of my favorite man- manga series it's written by the same mangaka who wrote a silent voice if anyone doesn't know uh she's called yoshitoki oima and she is definitely one of my favorite mangaka she's probably right below akasaka in my in my uh favorite mangaka list hmm. yeah so we'll get, we're going to be talking about two volumes a month of that one if anyone's interested in following along with that podcast which is going to be starting at the beginning of june and uh if you haven't read it uh maybe you'd be interested in reading it along with us i mean we are we're not going to be going too fast so it would be easy to you know to keep up if if someone's interested in doing that uh, or or if you have read it then maybe you'd still enjoy listening to us uh, talk about those discussions james is going to go into his blind so that's going to be fun and eventually i i won't be I, I i will be blind too but we'll we'll have to get a few volumes in to to get there similarly as with this kage sama series Mm-hmm. but that that was basically all i want to just mention about that uh do you have any closing words james
1: well i guess i guess i can just briefly give my thoughts on the series as a whole since we've definitely yes. caught up do it i, I think kaguya sama is one of the one of the best rom-coms i've read not so much in incredible story or uh mind-blowing moments per se it what it, what it does well is it blends the romance and the comedy equally. Um, and wh- while there, there isn't much mind blowing moments, there's still moments where, Oh, I didn't expect that. Or, hmm. uh, I like the way th- this is going. It's unique. So I, I appreciate its uniqueness in a genre like rom-com. Yeah. And again, I, I think it does a great way of balancing it. I, I love the characters they're 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 relatable uh, and again, that, as I said in previous discussions, what makes these characters so great is because they're relatable, and you, mm. you can you can see some of their actions and choices are things that people would do in real life, whereas some stories are maybe a little more uh, unrealistic <laughs> on on their takes on some of the uh, people's choices and mm. the way they act so right. anyway, yeah. I really enjoy it and and the art is beautiful. Um, yeah. Amazing characters, designs. Even though they're, they're all wearing school uniforms, it's still very distinct and unique and. Right. Exactly. Great.
0: So, that's, <laughs> that's my thoughts. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm really glad, glad to hear that. Uh, and obviously, I still love this one too. It It became my favorite manga. Last fall, which was why I, you know, I, I decided I wanted to do something dedicated to it online which led to this podcast eventually Uh, and I've been so happy to to be doing that and for me it's the characters that are really the stars of this uh series and Mm -hmm. that because it is such a character driven story and for me it's like I just find myself caring so so deeply about every single one of these characters and I just I just want all of them to find happiness and love and I don't know yeah the characters man (laughs) they're they're amazing (laughs) uh so yeah that's that's all I had to say about that so If you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga. And if you like this episode, please share it around with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time where we'll talk about Volume 19. Bye-bye. See you later.
1: Another is one of the. Have fun editing that out. Ha! Thank you. (laughs)